Good morning, and welcome to worship. Thank you for joining us online, on the phone. It is good to be together this morning, uh, even in these distant ways, uh, to be gathered around the presence of Christ in word, sacrament, and Christian community. Just a few announcements before we begin. Uh, First of all, next Sunday is our annual meeting of the congregation when we will hear reports, receive reports from our various commissions, uh, and when we will approve our budget for 2022. And so uh, we want to encourage you to attend that service next Sunday after worship. After worship today, we have a listening session uh, based on a building proposal, building use proposal from uh, another congregation, Madison Church. And Pastor Stephen Fife will be joining us after uh, the service today to answer any questions that you might have. So we encourage you to come, whether you have questions or not, uh, but especially if you have questions, just to hear us more about um, these uh, siblings in Christ who are looking for a space to worship. And finally, I want you to be aware of uh, the service for Larry Nelson, which is coming up this week. Uh, At the request of Larry's family, uh, that service will be limited uh, in person to just family members, but the service will be live-streamed on Tuesday at 11, and we will make sure that you have access to that uh, live-stream link on our YouTube page. So please be praying for the family of Larry Nelson this week. It is so good to be together in these ways as we worship our God. Welcome to worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, We confess that we have sinned against you and your beloved children. We have turned our faces away from your glory when it did not appear as we expected. We have rejected your word when it made us confront ourselves. We have failed to show hospitality to those you called us to welcome. Accept our repentance for the things we have done and the things we have left undone, for the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us and lead us, that we may bathe in the glory of your Son born among us, and reflect your love for all creation. Amen. Rejoice in this good news. In Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are descendants of the Most High, adopted into the household of Christ and inheritors of eternal life. Live as freed and forgiven children of God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) 
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also, and also with, with you. you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord God, you have caused the Holy Scriptures to be written for the nourishment of your people. Grant that we may hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that comforted by your promises we may embrace and forever hold fast to the hope of eternal life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. First reading is Nehemiah chapter 8. All the people of Israel gathered together in the square before the water gate. They told the scribe Ezra to bring the book of law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. Accordingly, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could hear with understanding. This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people for he was standing above all the people and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God and all the people answered, Amen, amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So they read from the book, from the law of God, 
with interpretation. They gave the sense so that people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the food and drink, sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is in your strength. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. Psalm 19, read responsibly. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaims its maker's handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands, and their message to the ends of the world where God has pitched a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridge groom out of its chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. It goes forth from the uttermost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. Nothing is hidden from its burning heat. The teaching of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the simple. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, much more than fine gold. Sweeter far than honey, than honey in the comb. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can detect one's own offenses? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get domain over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. The second reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For just as the body is one, has many members, and all the members of, of the body through many are one body, so it is with Christ, for In the one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an ear, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, 
each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would that body be? As it, as it is there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with great honor. And our less respectful members are treated with great respect. Whereas our more respectful members do not need this, but God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension with the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but strive for the greater gifts. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory, Glory to, to you, O Lord. Lord. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you O Christ. Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus read, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, 
He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Our reading for today tells the story of the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, at least according to Luke's gospel. His first public acts were to go to the synagogues of Galilee and begin his ministry of preaching and teaching and healing. The text says that Jesus is filled with the power of the Spirit and begins to teach in the synagogues. A reminder for us that Jesus and his movement, uh, everything that he does and says is within the tradition and faith of Judaism. Jesus not only attends synagogue services regularly, but he participates as all male adults were permitted to do at the time by reading scripture and commenting on it. These synagogue services consisted primarily of prayers, reading of scripture, a few comments, and then often a collection of funds for the poor. While there was only one temple in Jerusalem, synagogues arose everywhere. These were places of worship, but also places of education in the scriptures. They also kind of functioned like a community center and even a place for administering justice. In today's story, Jesus returns to his hometown where he was brought up, Nazareth. And he goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. And as he unrolls the scroll, he searches and finds these words, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Now, this section of Isaiah is one of the prophet's servant songs, and the language of anointing here is most often associated with the Messiah. Messiah or Christ means anointed one. This Messiah would bring about God's dream, would bring about God's kingdom, God's rule on earth, a rule that would bring justice and hope to the least of these, to the poor, the captive, and the oppressed. So Jesus reads this messianic text, this text that is full of hope that God is going to act and do something to rescue the poor, and then he gives a fairly short sermon. He says, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, these promises from generations ago of God's anointed one, one filled with God's spirit, these promises are coming true today. The Gospel of Luke and his sequel, the book of Acts, like this word, today. Luke's Gospel is a gospel of the present moment. He's not primarily interested in heaven in some distant future, although that's not out of the picture. He's also not interested in just resurrecting something from the past. He's talking about today. He's interested in how God's reign and salvation is coming here and now, today. For example, in Luke's story of Zacchaeus, 
you know the story. Jesus is passing through, and uh, Zacchaeus, the tax collector, is up in the tree to see him over the crowds because he was a man of short stature. And then Jesus says, I'm going to your house today. And when Jesus goes to his house, Zacchaeus decides to give away his riches to make up for what he had taken, to give away his riches to benefit the poor. And after Zacchaeus says this, Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. Not sometime in the future, not sometime in the past, but today salvation has come to this house. As Fred Craddock says, the age of God's reign is here. The time of God is today. And the ministries of Jesus and of the church, according to Luke Acts, demonstrate that today continued. In other words, this sermon, this reading from Jesus, is not just for yesterday or for the past, but it's for today. And it's not just talking about some future necessarily, but it's talking about today. Today, these words are fulfilled in our hearing. These words from the prophet Isaiah also function in a way as Jesus' mission statement. He is announcing what his movement is going to be about on earth and beyond. Jesus' movement is going to be about liberation. It's going to be about good news for the poor. It's like in Mary's song when Mary said, that the lowly would be lifted up and the proud would be, uh, would be brought down, that the hungry would be fed and the rich sent away empty, that Jesus' movement in that line is going to be good news for the poor. Jesus is announcing that there's going to be a time of jubilee, that last part of his mission statement, that this is the year of the Lord's favor, is jubilee language. Jubilee being that uh, teaching in the Old Testament, that law in the Old Testament, that debts would be forgiven, that people who were enslaved would be free. This is a moment of exodus. This is, uh, today is a time of freedom and liberation and good news. This is what Jesus' mission is going to be about. Now, I'm not sure uh, how many people are familiar with Trinity's mission statement, but I thought Jesus' mission statement is an opportunity for us to return to our mission. Our mission statement says, to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, to live as God's servants in the world, and to be a caring and healing community. For us, that's what it's all about. And I think if you look at our mission statement, to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, we see that our mission is meant to be a continuation of Jesus' mission that he announces in our reading. The church continues Jesus' mission today, not just in the past, not just in the future, but today. We can think about this in a few ways. I I, um, was thinking about how churches can be good news for the poor here and now that we're not just the people who are brought together to talk about the future, to talk about heaven in the future, but to talk about uh, heaven coming to earth, God's salvation coming to earth now. So how can we, how can the church be good news for the poor? I thought of a story out of Minnesota. I don't know how, uh, what people's experience is with uh, payday lending, Uh, But payday lending can be such a debt trap for people who are 
often very poor. People who turn to payday lenders are often very desperate and just need a little bit of money to make it through the month, maybe to get some food, to get some rent. Uh, and they turn to these payday lenders who are willing to lend them often at very uh, high interest rates. I don't, I don't know the interest rates in Minnesota, but uh, I had heard uh, that Wisconsin is one of only eight states with no cap on annual interest for payday lenders. In, uh, at least in 2015, the average annual interest rate on payday loans in Wisconsin was 565%, according to the State Department of Financial Institutions. So a consumer, probably a very poor consumer, borrowing $400 at that rate would pay 556 in interest alone over three months. And there could be additional fees. So you see how a person who's already very poor can get into such a trap of poverty and debt even more through these payday lenders. So in Minnesota, there was this church, Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Minneapolis, who saw this happening in their neighborhoods, weren't exactly sure how they could stop it, so they decided to try and beat the lenders at their own game. They started a program called Exodus Lending. They, get, uh, they try to get Minnesotans out of payday loan debt um, and back on track by enrolling them in a 0% interest loan and refinance program, usually up to about $1,500. So not a great deal of money, but it can be a very significant amount of money when people's only other option is to go to a payday lender. I was thinking about this as an example of a church saying, today we are going to be good news for the poor. We are going to provide an, uh, an alternative to uh, ridiculous interest rates. I thought as well about the United Methodist churches who uh, came together in Milwaukee recently, and they decided to abolish over $3 million in medical debt for 1,700 families. Can you imagine the freedom, the liberation of families struggling with financial debt suddenly freed by a church that decided to be good news for the poor? And even closer to home, I think about Trinity's involvement with Porchlight's DIGS program, the Dwelling Intervention Grants and Sustenance Program. These provide housing-related emergency assistance to individuals and families in Dane County facing eviction. So often, again, people who are on the brink of, of financial calamity, of, of losing their home, and the Porchlight Digs program uh, intervenes, often with a small amount of money, in order to help them make it through the month and keep them in their homes. And whenever you give to Trinity's uh, needy fund, and here's another good reminder for us to keep that in front of us, uh, whenever you give to that needy fund, we often pass that money on to the Digs program, helping people stay in their home. That's what it can look like when a church decides to be good news for the poor, not yesterday or tomorrow, but today. Because we have a God who is not just active in the past, a God who is not just active in the future, but a God who announces salvation and good news today. And so, like Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, and we have been anointed, we have been claimed as God's children to bring good news to the poor. We are a people sent to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. And we are to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor today. Jesus 
comes to bring good news for all people. That's what the angels told us uh, in the Christmas story. Good news of great joy for all people. And it's not just good news for some future that we can hardly imagine. It's good news for you today. Amen.
yourself to us in the reading of scriptures fulfill your word through the faithful witness of your church send us out to bring your liberating good news to all the people God of grace your prayer. prayer all creation proclaims your handiwork teach us to love the incarnate and beautiful bodies that you have created bless tiny insects enormous whales and every creature in between Sustain species at risk of, of extinction, God of your grace. Hear our prayer. You desire that there be no dissension among us. Where we are divided in our society, nation, or world, come quickly to reunite us into one body. Ease conflict, dispel violence, and bring an end to war. God of grace. Hear our prayer. Anoint with your spirit all who seek your favor. Grant provision and justice for people living in poverty, people living with disability, those living with pain, or those living under oppression, especially Heidi, Randy, Denia, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, Bob, and all those who we name now, aloud, or in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. Build up the body of Christ in this place. Bless the variety of ministries in this congregation. Empower us to freely welcome and deeply value each person who enters into worship and ministry among us. God of grace, hear our prayer. In thanksgiving, we lift before you the saints for whom the promise of salvation has now been fulfilled. Tend to those who mourn, especially the family and friends of Larry Nelson. Bring us together in your everlasting glory. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Please uh, take a moment to comment and uh, say peace be with you to uh, pick up the phone or, or uh, find some way to share the, a sign of peace with your church family today. Find some way to stay connected in this time.
peace be with you. And a reminder uh, that uh, there are ways you can continue to support the mission and ministry of Trinity Lutheran. You can give online at tlcmsn.org and click on online, online giving, or you can mail in your offering to 1904 Winnebago Street. Thank you again and again for your faithfulness and generosity. We'll now hear our musical offering. Is winter now, the fallen snow has left the hands all coldly clear. Through leafless boughs, the sharp wind blows, and on the earth lies dead and And yet God's love is not withdrawn. God's life within the keen air breathes. God's beauty paints the crimson dawn and close the
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophets' hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the Word made flesh. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ is risen. risen. Christ Christ will come again. again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel. Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. If you have gathered elements this morning, you are now invited to commune in your home. If you are with other people, uh, share those gifts with one another with the words, the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. And if you are not with other people, then receive these elements as a gift and these words as a voice from outside yourself, from me, in the name of Jesus. The body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. And if you do not have the elements on hand or if you are electing to fast, then know that Christ is still present with you in the gifts of the word and in Christian community and receive this blessing. Jesus loves you, forgives your sins. You are God's beloved child. Amen. Come to God's table. There is a place for you and enough for all. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. We give you thanks, gracious God, for we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Spirit as in 
God who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name, bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.